Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm talking about whether the decision to have the traditional family is right for you, as well as taking your calls and emails to help you get on the right track in your relationships and the bedroom. Topics include to have kids or not to have kids. That is the question, and only you can provide the answer, and either is totally okay. So everyone else thinks you're attractive and amazing, but how do you convince yourself? what to do if you need very specific conditions to concentrate on your orgasms, and whether or not it's a good idea to ask for a hall pass in your relationship. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. We love when you comment and subscribe on iTunes. The comments and reviews really help us, and we appreciate it so much. And you can also find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, you can find me on SiriusXM Radio, Stars Channel 109. I'm there weekdays, Monday through Friday, from 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 East. If you want a free 30-day trial, visit sexwithemily.com slash SXM, or you can still call into the show for advice, whether you have it or not, 888-947-8277. As always, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're going to be doing some giveaways, so I know you don't want to miss those. So check us out at Sex with Emily, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday, even though it feels like Thursday or Friday. That's what happens when you work all weekend intensive work we talked a lot about on yesterday's show I was at a very important sex toy trade show for two days which actually is as fun as it sounds but Mm -hmm. it is still work yesterday's show which you know you can find all of them on demand on the Sirius XM app which is cool we had some guests on the show we had a lot of guests on the show Jane was the most guests we've ever had in the room I know it was it was fun though like everyone was like so excited and they were coming around and there was like I've never seen the room at maximum <laughs> occupancy before. it was yeah it was maximum occupancy and we had we had our friends from we vibe on which are toys that we love and then Shay and Dan and their couple who essentially run and own Magic Wand, which has been a, a toy, a vibrating massager that's been around for 50 years. And we had them on and they were talking about, you know, the Magic Wand and the legend of the wand. And, and I've known them forever. I mean, I've known them since I started. I probably met them probably 14 years ago and they were one of my first sponsors. And so afterwards, we went to dinner, went to dinner with myself and Ken, my CEO, who's also here, who might want to talk. Hello. I know he wants to talk. Shut up. But the fact that he wants to talk, I almost don't want him to talk. No, that's why I don't say anything. I know. I'm like, oh, you all speak when I tell you. Um, so so we had dinner with Shay and Dan after we went to Republique, which is one of my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles. And the second we sat down, I was a few minutes late because I had to finish up the show stuff, but we got there and I was like, so how, what's your deal? Like, how did you, because I had never sat down with them one-on-one and had dinner, mm-hmm. two-on-one had dinner and really got to learn about them. And they've been married. They're so happy. And I thought they were at least 15 years younger than they are. They're both in their mid-50s, mid-late 50s. They've been together 31 years. 
owning a business together, all these things. And they were so happy. And he was saying to me, they live in two places. They're in Napa. They're also in Southern California. And he was describing to me like this, this, this perfect day they had. And he was saying, yeah, we, we did, took a bike ride and then we had a great meal, had some wine and then we went back and had incredible sex. And I was like, back up. First of all, I wish we talked about your sex life on the show because mm-hmm. any couple who's been together 31 years and he leads with the amazing sex. I was like, what? But then I was like, well, wait, do you guys have kids? And he's like, oh, no, no, we chose not to have kids. And it got mm. me thinking about relationships, people who decide to have kids and don't have kids. And I've decided not to have kids. I've always, I never had that, that urge to have children, like from a young age. And I, and I, when I was open, I thought, well, you know, if that urge hits me, that biological clock, which I don't really think is a real thing, but if it starts, if it starts ticking, if it does, I'll have kids. But that just was never, never my thing. And I, I was never felt the pressure from family. A lot of people do feel societal pressure mm-hmm. or, or they just feel it that they want to. And I thought, you know, what's interesting. The re- I, and I know a lot of couples who don't have kids and they, they're not walking around regretting it. I also don't know who, people who have kids who are walking around regretting that either. So I think there's a really interesting discussion, you know, around like having kids the decision to have kids, because now people are deciding not to have kids more and more, but also having kids and how that impacts your relationship. But I also thought being a woman and deciding not to have kids has been kind of a, a um, an interesting thing because I feel like people make these assumptions that if I don't have kids, mm-hmm. I'm going to have them soon. Like, like, or they feel bad. Like, so oh, do you have kids? I'm like, no. They're like, oh. So then I feel like I have to explain it. I used to say, oh, but don't worry. I love kids. Like, like I'm a bad, like who, doesn't <laughs> lo- like, who doesn't love kids? Like, I have to sort of explain myself. And now it's just like, you know, no, I've chosen. That was not anything that ever spoke to me, you know, having kids. So, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there is a stigma that still exists around people deciding not to have children. Because some people feel like it's like your duty on the planet. Like that, that is why like we, we should procreate. That's why we're here. Yeah, my, my mom even told me once, because she's cool with it now. I've had to tell her many times. I'm like, I'm not giving you 100%, but I'm giving you 99%. I'm not going to have children. And she's like, I don't know. Like, don't you think that's kind of selfish? I'm like, selfish to who? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, this is what I don't understand about that argument. I mean, like, I think it's more selfish to have kids because then it's just like more resources that we're taking up and all these things. And then there's so many people that kids that need to get adopted and things like that. And I'm not saying like, I think it's great if you decide to have them, like, go for it. Of course. Like, because we still need to. We still do need people, I guess. (laughs) Of course, we still need to, you know, I I get it. But I think that, that a lot of things, too, is, you know, is the feeling that I have to defend myself, but I don't really feel that way anymore. But I also, th- I mean, it's been years now, but I feel like we don't see a ton of healthy role models of women and men without kids, especially women. I guess I always think of Oprah. She's like, I'm mm. not having kids. I'm going to run the largest empire in the world, which I guess I've always felt bad about my job. Like, I don't know if you can have it all. I think it really is tricky to be like an incredible mom and have a business. And since I do everything all in, I never understood how I, I would be able to have a startup company for the last 14 years and have a child without outsourcing one of them. And you can't yeah. have a great company and amazing kids, I think, if you outsource. How no, do I do that? I mean, it's it's because it, I know there's people out there that can say, like, yes, you can have it all and do it all. But then at the end of the day, if you're putting everything into your job and everything into your kids, what's left for yourself? Well, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. There is, 
I, and even then, even having just having a, a business, it's hard to to yeah. have time for self care and self love and all those things. It's also a little bit about about timing too, because you know, there there are people and, and women that they have kids younger in life, and then when the kids you know go to college, or they they have like a the second half or the third part of their life where we have a new career, and and they they thrive in that way. There's many people that do that. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Like I, I mean, and part of me wishes that I wasn't of the generation that I had choices. Like I think now your millennial generation, or yeah. You guys are not going to have as many kids. I think we're already seeing that. You're not even committing. You're not even. You're having sex. Not as in love. There's not mm-hmm. too many people in relationships. So the world is changing. But I feel like I was the first of all my mom's friends' kids. You know, I grew up in Michigan. So everybody there, I was the only one of all our friends' kids who didn't chose not to have children. But I think it's definitely changing. But I think if I had, I, sometimes I wish we have. We think we have too many choices in the sense of because now people are delaying children and having mm-hmm. them later like in their 30s and 40s, so then then that's even harder too because then you're older parents. So having kids younger does make sense to me because then you can get divorced and still have a whole life. <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. not a, <laughs> that's not, let me just oh, to that clarify. wasn't your point? No, no, uh, well, actually, that's going to happen, I think. If you have a baby when you're a baby, like 22, like my parents did or a lot of people do, not that you can't make marriage, you can make anything work, but I feel like... Um, you have the most energy then, but then you're not really an adult in your 20s yet. I mean, you're not an adult. I think it's responsible. I, I'm older with I'm older with younger children, you know, and 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 I we have you know we have a very fortunate situation. I'm a, you know I work from home unless I'm here talking out of turn. Um, and, and, <laughs> well, then can talk. <laughs> yeah, shut my mic off. The uh, and, you know, and, and my wife works part time and and is a great mom, and but she's she's busier than I am with the involvement in the kids activities and PTA and and scouting and Girl Scouts and it's it's nonstop and you know but it does come in cycles and it does seem to go so fast that you know you can you can easily look forward to that time where where they're fully independent and you know there's yeah that's it yeah do you ever think about that like what you guys are going to do when you're in, in, in an empty nest Shut up, Jamie. No, <laughs> don't. I, 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 you know, my the kids are growing up so fast that it that to have that. My goodness, you just gave me cold sweat. See, people freak out. I don't remember well, empty nest being a thing. Like it's, my it's, mom was like, "See ya, have a good time." Well, like, no, I don't I, let the door hit you in the ass. And now all my friends' kids who are going to college, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like, my, like they're in therapy for a year to prep for their kids leaving you, home. You know what? I think it like to me the chills I just got were was the. Just my my kids being at the age because it's because you know Alex is ten and that that number was like oh my god it's eight more years it's, it's he's before he's independent before he's in college and so it's it's less about being about the emptiness because I do I, I have we haven't thought about what what we'll do we'll, prob- we'll probably you know travel a lot more and do and do the things that are harder to do with with kids but it's um it's I think it's more about about not wanting them to get there that fast. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I don't think there's a right or wrong here. That's the other thing. I was like, well, I kind of want to talk about the state. And then I was like reading up studies and stuff, and it's really inconclusive. Like, I believe that your hap- your happiness level is not an indicator of the, 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 if you decide to have kids or not. You can still live a happy life. But I do think it's interesting that people's decisions not to have children can spark moral outrage in others. Like, like they the studies say that they're just people... They're just thinking, like, I cannot believe you're not having kids. It's your moral imperative here on the planet. And and I just think that that's, 
another reason, like to get pressured in having kids or having kids, like the reason why people decide to have them, like I think you should only have them if you're absolutely sure you want them. But a lot of people do it out of fear because mm-hmm. they're afraid they're going to regret it, which is not a reason for anything. I mean, fear, fear of regret is not a healthy motivator. There's been so much talk about that, like just FOMO. Yeah. That should not be motivating you to have kids or being fear of loneliness. Like we're going to end up alone. We're all going to end up alone. Even if you have kids, they leave the house. Like you're alone. Not to be so, you're going to have friends and family and community. But, but you know, I think that like good decisions are made, you know, when you're very, when you're certain about them. What, how, how long into like a relationship do you think you should start talking about whether or not you have plans you've ever thought about having a family? I think, I mean, I think it's important to talk about right away. I mean, not, it depends what age you are too. Okay, so things are changing now, but I feel like mm-hmm. in my 20s, I didn't really talk about it with partners. I was like, there's no way I'm having a kid. If, well, I knew I didn't want them, but even then people weren't like, are we having kids yet? But I think like now that's something I certainly talk about. I still mess up on that. I'll date people. I'm like, you sure you want kids? They want kids. And then I've broken up with men because they want that and I don't. I think that there are certain things that are deal breakers in relationships in the sense of if you know that you one wants kids and one doesn't want kids and the relate that's not going to change religion religious reasons another mm-hmm. thing another reason and i'd love if you all figured out if you're sexually compatible before you get married too that'd be a great thing to figure out that is like oh, a huge thing this was the other thing with shay and dan last night i want to cut back to is that mm-hmm. they said to me they never had kids and then i was like that's interesting because the three biggest challenges in relationships are money kids and what was the other thing I said? Sex. Sex. Okay, obviously. Oh my God, you guys, I'm super tired today. Money, kids, and sex. So, no kids. Financially, they have a they run a business together, which is amazing to me that they're still so happy running a business of making mm-hmm. sex toys together. And sex was not a problem. Shay came in like, she grew up, her parents were like giving her, you know, toys and talking about sex at a very young age. So, she taught Dan about sex mm-hmm. and they just had a very healthy sex life so you kind of take these risk factors out so they're the perfect couple essentially i think they are <laughs> and they were just i was just super inspired because i thought i thought about just talking about how they were they like to do a lot of the same things because i think when you you know when you have more time yeah, they're compatible and i feel like there's a lot of and the other thing about kids too in life is that i'm very independent and i always thought like that's when you decide to have children you know that your life is no longer your own mm-hmm. like so for me it's like my work and my personal life. And that would be very hard for me, I think, because I'm a very independent person and all those things. Mm-hmm. But I liked how they play together. They bike together. They they do all, they do have the same interests. So, um, and I think a lot of people just, you know, think of children like they need it to have fulfilling lives. And I guess I'm just here to say, I, I never worried about having that regret about not having kids, but my life is very fulfilling yeah. here in my 40s. All right, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back on to your questions. You know that I'm all about having a healthy masturbation practice because we all deserve pleasure on the regular. One of the best parts of my job is when you get over whatever's holding you back from trying something new, you listen to my advice and realize how much pleasure and fun sex toys can really be. So let me tell you about Plus One. Plus One is a new brand that's committed to making sex toys more accessible. So what do I mean by that? Well, how about a collection of quality toys that sell for $30 or less? I know. I didn't believe it either until I tried them. And trust me, these aren't cheap vibrators that lack quality. You know me better than that. These are rechargeable, multifunction vibrators made from safe silicone. 
Plus One makes four models, a bullet, a rabbit, a clitoral vibe, and a penis ring. They're covering all the basics. Again, each with a price tag of $30 or less. These are great options, whether it's your first toy or you're just adding it to your collection. Oh, and you know what else blew my mind? You can get them all at Walmart. Yes, Plus One toys are available in tons of Walmart stores all over the country and even online. But you can learn more about them right now by going to sexwithemily.com slash plus one. That's sexwithemily.com slash P-L-U-S-O-N-E. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com SXM. That's sexwithemily.com SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Okay, let's talk to John, who's 50 in Utah, and he wants to know how he can be more accepting of his body. All right. Hey, John. How can I help you? It's a good question. Hi, Emily. Hey, John. I am just a huge fan and think think that what you do is just an enormous community service, and I think you're a sexual Jedi. Oh, wow. Thanks, John. That feels great. You're welcome. Doing my part here. (laughs) I appreciate it. That feels good. How can I help you? So um, I need to, once and for all, I'm 50 years old, I'm gay, uh, I date regularly, I hook up occasionally, and I need to, once and for all, take some concrete steps to get better with the body that I have. That is so good, John. That, I'm so glad you're asking this, because really, like, at what point, right, we got to learn to love ourselves. It's our body that we have, right? right. You're 50. So yeah. tell me what are some of the... um. Some of your concerns. Is it more like when you're having sex, you feel... How does this manifest in your life right now that it's a problem? And then we can solve it. Okay, so I would, yeah, I would say two, two ways. One is um, if I'm looking through people's Instagram, uh, I think it seems like everybody's beautiful and everybody's comfortable, you know, being naked and or just even walking with their, their shirt off or wearing short shorts or... You know, and, it, and I, I feel like it kind of messes with my head. So that's one way. And then the other way is when I'm in a sexual situation, just not having, not only not having confidence, but really sort of actively disliking my body. The whole time, yeah. Even when other people, you know, and I really don't get, I don't get much negative feedback from anyone. I actually get a lot of positive feedback. But yeah. so, it, so it's, you know, I don't know. It's unreal. So you've unrealistic, you know, expectations for how your body should be so the first thing i'm gonna tell you john is you have to unfollow every single account on instagram that makes you feel that way i mean that is just the law right now i'm telling you there's been all these stories about like millennials and there's more depression and it's like delete don't follow limit your screen time anyone that makes you feel bad right now delete it like you don't need to see that right that's not helpful because i know it's it's addiction yeah so do that the other thing about self-love and loving your body i mean I, i feel like a lot of that is just 
it's it's sort of um you've been wired this way so you're probably doing this your whole life and not loving your body so just go patient on this because it's not like i'm going to tell you anything right now that's a quick fix but the fact that you're just conscious about it and calling me is amazing and so really in those moments you have to remember some things that when you're with somebody They've chosen you because they're attracted to you. You know, they want to be having sex with you. They are naked and they are with you because there is chemistry, there's attraction. And so I think getting yourself to remember like that no one's at all as harsh as we are about our own bodies. Like just nobody, like nobody's looking and saying, oh, you know, why do they have this or that? Like we're all focused in the moment we're having sex. And most people, if they are thinking anything, typically what I've heard, and I've been doing this for 14 years, I've answered thousands of questions is they're worried about what something about themselves that they're not going to perform so all the things they're worrying us isn't true and so i think the other thing that's important is to keep this is to look in the mirror and do some mirror exercises and look in your body and look at all the things that you actually love about yourself like finally take that look in your room like look at the mirror and talk about it and then write those stuff on post-its around your house put that up in your room how you love yourself how you love your body and the more you actually look at it and you're like my body is freaking amazing and you love it even if it feels awkward at first i'm telling you this works it'll turn it around it's self-love replacing the negative with the positive because one of the things that i have have, what i experienced this this really hit me last week i went on a date with someone and we ended up going back to my place and we ended up having sex and he kept telling me how great he thought I looked. And every time he said it, it took me right out of being in the moment because I kept, I kept sort of arguing back in my head about why he wasn't right. Ah, why he wasn't right for, Oh, why he's not right. He's like, but didn't he see my dimple on my thigh? Right. So this is so interesting. So I was like taken right out of the moment with a really great guy who's, saying you know uh, you're really hot <laughs> who's and saying I, all the things just, you want, yeah you know, i'm yelling back my head like no i'm not you know right right so generally, or what's wrong, or what, what exactly what's wrong with you that you think that yeah, it's like they say, we don't want to be a part of any club that will have us as a member. Um, that whole saying, right. right? So I understand that. So John, I'm also curious if this happens in other places in your life. Like where you feel like, like if, I don't know, like at work or if you doubt people aren't really... You know, in I don't know, it just actually, negative. It actually, it actually does. I'm very confident. I have my own business. Um, okay. So in other arenas, I'm, I I I know what I like about myself. It's just not my body. Okay. So and I'm also so then if you know like in your confidence comes from because you've done work and then you've gotten accolades yeah. and you've gotten raises or you have your own business yeah. and it's been successful. So sexually, yeah. then we got to go back to this. Was there ever anything sexually? Maybe it could have been 20 years ago. It could have been in the high school gym. Did something happen where someone shamed you for your body? So I was in a committed monogamous relationship with a wonderful man who turned out, I would say, to be primarily asexual. Okay. Um, and we were committed monogamous relationship for 10 years. All right. And so eight of those years, eight years of no sex, none. Oh, and no honey. cheating. Yeah, okay. No. So, and how long ago did you end that relationship? Four years. Okay, so that's, so 10 years living with someone. So I think this is what's so good. We just got to this. It has nothing to do with, 
with actually reality. So, because I thought you were going to say, yeah, there was this guy who told me that he didn't like whatever. But it's actually because what you do when you're in an asexual relationship is like everyone does, we think it's about us. So that whole time you're thinking, how could I be more attractive for my partner? How could I perform better? Should right. I lose weight? And you kept trying to please him. And then you f- come to yeah. find out he's actually just not even into sex. So then you've wired your brain in this way to think like you're not desirable, you're not lovable, and you're not worthy enough for someone to want to have sex with. So it's all that negative conditioning yeah. and 10 years is like that's a long time so now we just have to undo it now that we realize that you have to realize that you're with someone and they're telling you these things like i don't think that people say things like that unless they mean it you know what i mean like he wouldn't keep saying it yeah, he already like, has you in bed you know right yeah. yeah 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 so just remembering these things maybe write this down after we talk sometimes i forget i always like write things down after i like to hear something that inspire you know therapy or whatever but like remember that it's not your current situation. Like people, you're very desirable and that was your partner, not you. And that's a long time not to have sex. So now you get to rebuild and start new. This is the John 2019 who is desirable and sexy and wants sex and people want to have sex with you. So do you, do you have any thoughts about taking, I feel like, you know, I'm 50. Should I take some kind of a bold action? Should I do something that I wouldn't normally ever, ever do? I don't you know, know what like, you've done, like sexually? Just, oh no! I just mean like, would I, would I like go to a a pool? Would oh. I go to a public pool? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So you know, take my shirt off. Yes, you absolutely should. I mean, I think. See, like small things like that, like going to the gym and taking your shirt, more, doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Absolutely. Go to a pool, take your walk around. Do If this has prohibited you in other areas of your life, I thought it was just during sex. So I think yes, oh, do something. Oh. oh, so it's everywhere you've I had this like self esteem, right? I can't remember the last time I've had my shirt off once I'm out of the shower. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that when you get out of the shower, you have to dance around your partner, your your your, your house naked. Like, I think you should start to be more <laughs> naked, masturbate, looking in the mirror. Do you know how hot that is when you actually do something like that? Like, look at yourself and, like, turn around and look at your body. I'm sure you are fine, like 50 or otherwise. doesn't even matter. So I think, like... You've got everything going for you. You've got sex. You've got guys telling you you're awesome. So you're the last person we need to convince. So I think anything you could do, I always believe that doing something different is a huge step towards getting us to where we want to go. Do one thing different. So yes, like walk around naked, be naked at the park, in the pool, wherever. Do it. Or like almost take your shirt off, you know. Don't get arrested. But yeah, Yeah, be bold and replace those negative thoughts. Thank you, John, for calling. Let me know how it goes. This is your year. I know it. Thank you, I will. Thank you. You know, he's such a sweetheart, he sounds like. Body image and negative self-talk is a process. And when you could replace that negative with affirmations, you know, maybe there's like five statements. Maybe you think like, oh, I feel, you know, fat or something. And then you, you literally could have five things like, I am beautiful. My body is strong. I love my legs. And you could have them in the notes section on your phone and like look at them when that negative thought comes in and you can replace it. We can rewire our brains mm-hmm. with right thinking. This reminds me of like so many people that call and email in saying that like I always tell my partner that they're so beautiful and they just or that they're so handsome or they're so attracted to them and you're just like, no. Yeah. Like, or they don't, it doesn't like help them out. They're like, well, I don't know. I compliment them all the time. I don't know why they, and it's kind of like. It's an inside job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys, your emotional health is an inside job. No one else is going to make you feel beautiful or smart or successful. And we have to do all of that. It's true. But it's, it's fun work, you guys. So we really, we really have to work on ourselves and 
figure out, you know, meditation is a great way, you know, even like 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day, training your brain to, so you're in control of your brain and your brain isn't ruling you. It becomes easier to replace those negative thoughts. Okay, let's talk to Marie, who's 63 in Missouri, because she says that she doesn't like to talk while having an orgasm. Okay. Hey, Marie. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I just listened to your call from the gentleman about his girlfriend or wife, and I was thinking of calling you about the same thing at some point in my life. Good. I'm so tonight. tonight. I don't like to have... um, any conversation when I'm coming, getting close to having an orgasm. It distracts me. It pulls me away. Right. I don't talk. Okay. Well, what, but do, but here's, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. No, Marie, I get this. But the thing that, because we talked about it in the break, we're like, well, maybe she could learn. But she, what he sounded like in his email was that she needed like complete silence the whole time is what I thought. I don't need complete silence the whole time and maybe she doesn't either maybe it's just leading up to it because i know we'll be playing and i'm getting very yeah. excited and then my husband will go do you like that and 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 i'll kind of make some physical motion but then he'll ask me again and i'm like stop just be quiet i'm <laughs> concentrating so you're breaking right. my concentration because exactly. i'll get very close to having art so no, that's a good mod- modification here because we were talking about it. Maybe I was too harsh. I was like, because he it made the way it was written was like no talking, no whatever. But I get once you're getting there, you're that concentrating. Made me feel like a little freak, a little bit. But. Oh no, Marie! I'm so glad because we were actually debating that here. That I think you're right. Like I think that when I'm about to orgasm, I don't want anyone to do fucking anything. Like I don't mind the talking, but if they move or whatever, it's frustrating for women. Like that when that orgasms come, it's like that sneeze. You know, and you're like, oh god, it didn't happen. So no, there's nothing wrong with you at all. I think it was the way this was written so i'm glad you called in i get not wanting a distraction so i think that it's fine but i but i'm also very it i find it very difficult to describe what i want oh okay what because you, it takes me out of doing it too because i'm i'm if i'm playing with myself and with a vibrator or whatever or it's oral with a vibrator whatever the combination is and i'm getting close i can't describe do this or do that i'm Right. I well, because your husband already talk. knows, though, right? Or if there is something you want, you could talk about it when you're not having sex. Okay. So that's that's, fair. that's the best thing. I didn't thing. know if there was a way for me to start feeling comfortable talking. Oh, no, <laughs> no, I'm no, not. no. There is nothing wrong with you. Believe me, no. I was saying it felt like she, what we got from that was she wanted complete science. And he's like, sometimes I just want to talk dirty or give a fantasy. But I think that there's nothing wrong with you not giving instructions during sex of what you want. But what is great is to talk about it when you're not having sex, when you guys are hanging out, having dinner, Sunday morning, breakfast, and say like, let's talk about sex. I know that when I'm about to come, sometimes you talk and here's what I would like. And then you let him know beforehand. Okay. Yeah. And I've also mentioned to him that, you know, I, I use my hands, like if I'm pressing down, and if I'm touching you and I'm pressing down on you, that means I like it. And if I'm, you know, Perfect. My, I have another way of vocalizing without using words. That's great. No, th- no, I'm telling you, Marie, you're in a happy relate. You've been with your husband, I'm sure, a while, like you're fine. So you, there's nothing wrong with you. Okay. I don't think, I mean, unless, well, here's when there's a problem. Has your husband told you that he's got a problem with it? Well, he wants to know whether I like it, whether I don't, whether I go here, go there, oh, up, okay. down, faster, slower. And I try to say that with my hands as opposed to saying it. Because as I get close, I just, 
I'm focusing so much on where what I feel. Well, you guys could have like some feeling. signals, you know, like you could figure out like baseball, yeah. like, you know, like you're, <laughs> you know, whatever. Well, that's what I thought we were getting to that point. But I, my, my point was I was going to call you to see if you had any oh. suggestions. But then when this call came through, I was like, wow, that's like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys have so. to figure out some like nonverbal ways to communicate and you're good. You know? Okay. Yeah, thank I think that's you. it. You're so welcome. I'm glad you called. <laughs> thank you, Marie. Okay, we got, we're solving you. so many things okay. tonight. Thanks, Marie. Thanks for calling in. You guys, this is so great. What I love is, you know, she's been listening for a while. And like when someone calls in, even if you're sitting here thinking like, I don't know if my question, if I should call, you're going to help so many people. Just think of all the people who are just like listening. Like, believe me, if you have the question, you're not weird. You're not alone. Like someone else has that question. So I think it's brave. Okay, let's take an email. Okay. This is from Kim, who's 21 in Louisiana, and she writes, Hi, Emily. My boyfriend and I have been together for two years, and we generally have a really good relationship. However, I recently met someone else that I'm very sexually attracted to. I was wondering if there was a way to approach my boyfriend and ask for a hall pass type of thing, like to ask for permission to hook up with this other person once. I think it would help me let out some steam and hopefully satisfy my want for something different in bed, but I still want to be with my boyfriend. Am I just wanting to have my cake and eat it too? Is this not a thing? Help! she's so cute oh Kim Kim this is a really good question yeah this is kind of a cake and eating it too question this is also a you're 21 years old question so you guys have been together two years he might be one of the first partners you've had and you generally have a good relationship but you're in the situation you're in the place what happens with a lot of couples there's this, this thing called the honeymoon phase which is a real thing like we you know it's a state of mind when we're with someone and we all that the the hormones the oxytocin everything's flying you feel really connected and we're in love and everything's great it's really more like lust and then it's gonna wane after it's gonna it's gonna change and so you know it's been too i feel like you want to stay with your boyfriend but you are you're young there might be something that's not satisfying in your relationship typically when we look outside of our relationship it's because we're not getting certain needs met and so I think that before you go off and cheat and ask them for a hall pass, which I actually I appreciate you're not going to cheat, you're going to ask them for a hall pass, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to go well. So <laughs> what I not. recommend is that you take it back inward and you talk to them about what you actually want in bed. Remember, our partners are not mind readers as much as we would love them to be. So we don't have to have these really awkward conversations. So, and I understand that, you know, that it is hard, but this is a great way to start. Just tell him, let him know what, what you need. Or maybe you guys can figure out things together. You said you have to let off steam and satisfy your wants in bed. I don't think he knows. And maybe he hasn't. Remember, like, mm-hmm. great lovers are not born. They are made. So this could be practice for you in working on your relationship together. You know, if you if you really feel like you want to explore and you want to get out there, then it is time to end the relationship. That's my thought on it. If you, rather than like asking for the hall pass, that's going to get messy. Um, and often when we're in relationships, we want to go outside the relationship. So I think it would be a great learning lesson, life lesson for you to say, I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but all I know is there's something with our sex life that's kind of missing for me. And I think it would be, I love you. I love our relationship. And I think that we should start to talk about things that turn us both on, that would feel good. And if you guys don't know, Listen to the show together. What has been so helpful for a lot of couples is that, 
you know, over the years, they listen to the podcast. You guys can now listen to the SiriusXM show together and kind of just use me and just say, well, Emily said this or that. You know, people, this is how a lot of couples and people learn how to have better sex. Go to a sex toy store, watch some porn together that turned you both on. There's a lot of different resources out there if you're not sure exactly what it is, Kim, that turned you on. But I would use this again as an opportunity to have these difficult conversations. Here's the other thing. People just made me think of, we hear from a lot of people who are, you know, new to the sex game. They just, you know, in their teens, 20s, and they're like, I just want to be the best lover. I want to have all the skills and all the tricks and all the things. But being a great lover is not about learning how to be the best kisser or learning how to give an excellent blowjob. Although we can talk, I can explain that to all of you. A lot of it is about these really challenging, hard communication skills that get a lot easier over time, right? That's why I just want her to rip the Band-Aid off and have that conversation. If we can learn to communicate with our partners, hear what they're saying, pay attention, really listen, and then reflect back and kind of work on it together, that's how you become a great lover. Mm. Paying attention, being present, and asking for what you want and listening to your partner. So it's not about how many people you've slept with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty, plenty of people who have had a lot of freaking sex, and I'm telling you, if I had sex with them, <laughs> I would probably not think they were great lovers. In fact, I've had those situations. I'm just thinking about all the emails we get from people mm-hmm. like, my boyfriend's up with 15 people and I never have, or vice versa. It's like, that's not what it's about. It's about this communication is a lubrication and that will make you all feel a lot more satisfied and feel like that confident lover that you all want to be. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to my incredible team, Ken, Samantha, Julia, Michelle, producer Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.